4: Here we are. Hey everybody! It's Monday here. OTA Monday for the Cowboys at the Star. They were very Church. We, yes, we, indeed. We're out there we see we, I'm see I'm we got the they got they got the little things set up. Yeah, they yeah, got the so dummies. So all they that get, good they stuff. So they get ready to go here. But yes, yes, Church. I'm here. Church was on time. I'm church here. Was on time. I was the first one. Here well, today. Find me. Right. Give me the Tom Coughlin. Oh yeah, find he, find here.
5: He, that's gonna be a lot. It, okay. might, it might cost you a lot. But that yes. Tom Coughlin, he gonna come through with it.
4: Or or maybe I'll be like Dalton Schultz. I may start recruiting.
5: I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in.
4: Right, right, right. So because what else you going to do <laughs> <laughs> the the is another week of OTAs mm-hmm. which stands for the organized team activities aka the voluntary Slash mandatory,
5: Slash mandatory workout. <laughs> there it is. There it is.
4: Dalton Schultz is on a uh, franchise tag, mm-hmm. so uh, according to NFL Network and um, Calvin Watkins of uh, the Dallas Morning News, John Machoda of the Athletic, just a couple people are also reporting it as well. So Schultz is not coming into this week's OTAs because he does not have a contract. He's no? upset with the talks right now, though he did say earlier, "I'm gonna let my agent handle it." I guess now mm. you're not mm. happy with Handle. agent handle. He ain't get them numbers right. Yeah, Agent uh not doing enough here. So mm-hmm. so he's not coming in. Yeah. Um that's his prerogative. I hope fans understand, and this is where you come in very turn yes, for safety that uh this is not mandatory. Mm-mm. Next week is mandatory. Yes,
5: you will get fined if you're not at Mandatory Minicamp. They have the rights to fine you. I don't know what you know the numbers are on those fines, but they can get steep as the days go on. But when we get back to Dalton Schultz, I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him for saying, you know what, I don't have a deal finalized. I don't want to go out there. And we all know risk injury for something that's not guaranteed. I understand. Why wait, wait? Before I say that, is the franchise tag guaranteed? Like once you sign that franchise tag, it, it's guaranteed. Yes. But he has yet to sign it.
4: Once you sign it, um, okay. Look, I, I keep and and you know Twitter will start hitting it, mm-hmm. and they'll all you know people always like to bash the players. You don't have to be here. It's voluntary, it's,
5: and it's not like Dalton Schultz is a rookie. You know, this is the guy he's going to. You know the offense. Not a new coordinator here. Not a new quarterback here. You know what to do. You know, and he he had an explosive season last year. You know, I I was the one doubting him. I was the one saying, oh, he can't do it. But he proved me wrong last year. And he was kind of that security blanket for Dak Prescott. So it's not like he has to be here. And don't show – doesn't seem like a guy that – to me, at least, I don't know him personally, but to me, right. at least, he doesn't seem like a guy that goes out there and he's not gonna be working out. He's gonna be, you know, drinking, partying all the right. time and coming in and out of shape. He knows what to stake. He knows what's at stake. This stick. is a big year for him. Last year, he knew what was at stake, and right. look what happened. He had right. one of his best seasons as a pro. Right. So to me, it's, it's, he's gonna come in here. He's gonna be in shape. He's gonna know what to do. Right. So to me, missing these OTAs and all that stuff, it, it's not, you know, it's not a huge deal when it comes to Dalton Schultz. I think he'll become he'll come back prepared and ready to roll it, once it's mandatory.
4: It's a couple of practices.
5: And exactly. Okay? Exactly. It took,
4: uh, I tell you, man, and it, it there are days where I can't look at Cowboy Twitter. <laughs> It'll, make you, some, It'll make you upset. It'll make you upset Cowboy Nation Twitter, something like, really? This is the man doesn't have to be here. He wants a contract. Now, I'll say this. What kind of contract do you want? I assume he wants to be, you know, one of the top five paid tight ends in the league. That's what I would assume. So I'm going to just give you just a, a, a kind of a barometer here. Okay. David brand. Uh, Ooh, brands. he just got broke off. Okay. Four years, $56.75 million contract, $28 million guaranteed. God, though. That's 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 what. That's what like what 12 13 a so, year. So the other two you know guys who got tagged Mike Jeseki mm-hmm. down there in Miami and then Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys.
5: Now are we and this is my thing with Schultz. This is why I was like I don't know because you named then Joku and Jeseki. Gis- Those are two guys. Well, Joku got paid, but Jeseki and yeah. Schultz
4: they haven't been signed. They're Mm-mm. tagged but haven't been signed.
5: And the difference between to me is between Giseki and Schultz is Just like he's basically a wide receiver. You can split him out. You can't block. These dudes can't block. They can't block. And he can go out there. You can split him out. And and I think, in my opinion, he can win those one-on-ones. Like He can go out there. If he's locked up on a corner, safety, it doesn't matter. He can go up and get the ball, and he can do some damage in the passing game. Schultz, he can do it as well, but I don't think he's that level to where he like Jaceki is. I think Schultz is more of a security blanket. gets you five, get you ten yards. But I don't see him as a deep, big threat. Deep threat defenses are going to focus in on him, and you got to make sure you handle him first. I don't see him as that type of guy. So does that warrant a huge contract? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's as dynamic as an Njoku, as a Jaceki, as as a Kittle, as a as a Kelsey. I, I don't know. I don't see. I see him as maybe a middle of the road tight end who is. I say him above average. I'll give him top. Maybe top 15 in the league, top 10.
4: So so I'll go back into Blake Jarwin, for instance. Who was the starter before he got mm-hmm. hurt and then Schultz got his opportunity and took over? And took over. Before injury, and obviously injury's a part of it. Yes. Was Schultz better than Jarwin? <sighs> I don't think he was – Or they basically the same guy. They
5: they was basically the same. Because to me, you know, I thought Jarwin had a lot of potential. I thought Jarwin was going to come in here and be that, you know, be that seams guy, down the seams, deep threat. You could split him out do all that good stuff. Kind of like a – Poor man's Kelsey. Yes, yes, Yes. exactly. But he never turned into Kelsey. He was more of a Gavin Escobar um, as far as that situation goes. So
4: I say Schultz ended up being better than than Jarwin. In the world of economics today – Okay. Would it be easier for you to get another Schultz-type guy and free agency for a year and then go into the draft next year? I think so. With significant savings when you start to think about, okay, if Njoku is the type of contract and you're, the agent is trying to get the same type of deal, are you really ready to do that for a tight end? And And are you sure? the offensive coordinator and the head coach are going to be back here next year?
5: You're not sure about that. You're not sure because like there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people lot this lot year. Of and right. if the job's not done, that head guy's going to be out of here. And the new guy coming in is going to probably want a new O.C.
4: and all that. The offense is going to change. Are they going to the new O.C. going to be into a tight end? I mean, they, one of the things. Exactly. Okay, I go back into this about Mike McCarthy, and I've, I've, I've kind of had this disagreement at times with people who, who get mad about the Zeke contract. I say this. Zeke was signed when you had a head coach who believed in the running game. Mm-hmm. Then you go out you hire a head coach who's never been about the running game, who's been a passing coach. You're mad at the player? for He's following? It ain't the player. I mean, yes, you know, he, he might have lost a step, but he's not, he's not getting the opportunities
5: he once was. I mean, like, he was getting 20-some carries a game. Now we've seen a couple games
4: this year. We had maybe 12, 10 here. He's blocking more than he's running the rock. Now, I go back to this is way, way, way old school NBA. It's when the Knicks hired Don Nelson to be the head coach and Patrick Ewing was the center. <laughs> that was what Nelly did. Nelly wasn't trying to run the no offense. All right, let's throw it down, throw it down low to, Pat, to Patrick. But let him Ewing. do work. Yeah. Right, you didn't <laughs> That's not what they did. Patrick mm-hmm. is pounding the ball and goes. That's not what Don Nelson did. Mm-hmm. So it was not a fit. It's not a good fit. So we have seen. Depending on who the head coach is, it's going to affect players. Yep. Ezekiel Elliott is not seeing the kind of carries he did under Jason Garrett. Where I mean you think about Jason Garrett, DeMarco Murray, NFL offensive He's player, back you know, won that award, and then you saw Zeke winning Russian titles. That's probably not going to happen in a Mike McCarthy slash Kellen mm-hmm. Moore offense. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, he's also splitting time with a Tony Pollard. So are you going back here to Schultz, circling back here, mm-hmm. are you going to make commit to the kind of dollars that Njoku did? And you may not – You make who knows where your offense is going to be in a year? Yeah, who knows? Because we, uh, we, we like right now Kellen Moore. You know he loves his you know tight end sets,
5: his 12 personnel. He'll sprinkle some 11 in there as well. But to me, I see it kind of like a said, Wilson. You know, we weren't willing to give Sed Wilson that long-term deal, and we wouldn't got a guy in the draft. I think we could have done that same thing with Schultz. I don't think, and I could be wrong, because I've been wrong in the past. But I, I just don't think he's that dynamic of a player to where it doesn't matter the scheme; he can just ball out. I, I don't think he. I think his scheme matters when it comes to Schultz.
4: Now, obviously, we don't know what. The number is that Dalton Schultz yes. wants um, and yes. why he's sitting at the OTAs. And but obviously, he's frustrated by it. Because several reports say, "Okay, not not enough movement here. I want a long term deal." Do you do you think he
5: is he that player that can, can get a long term deal? Like I can see, like if you said if we if everything was in concrete as far as coaches are concerned, I could see that. But it's so so much independent in the air right now.
4: McCarthy's, I mean, he, he got to get the job done or he's more than likely going to be out of here. Okay, I'm going to ask you this because you're a former safety, so you know what it is about checking tight ends. Mm-hmm. Is Dalton Schultz, Jimmy John's used the word difference maker, okay. or is he the word that Bill Parcells used to say, Jag, just a guy? Meaning, I can go find another mm-hmm. guy to give me similar production. Maybe he's not doing it as well as you, yeah. but he can get this done. Jimmy, when he talked about difference makers, hey, this guy makes a difference when we go out on Sundays. This is a guy that a coordinator is, all right, Put that, here's 87. Brady's looking for 87 here in yeah, this yeah. red zone. Are we talking about that kind of guy?
5: See, that's a tough one because Schultz, I don't want to disrespect him and say he's just another guy because he he did ball out last year. He had a he had a good season last year. I think he had about eight touchdowns in the red zone and he was kind of that security blanket, like I said. But when you talk about difference maker, when you talk about a guy that defenses, you go into that meeting on Monday and he's highlighted on the board as offensive guys, we have got to keep our eye on. Last year, I don't think he was that guy that was highlighted. I believe defenses were focusing more on Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup out there stopping the run that we wish we would have had. But Mm -hmm. I think Schultz was more fourth, third or fourth on that list. Now going into this year, there is no Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's going to be out for the first couple games probably more than likely. And now you got a C.D. Lamb and a Dalton Schultz, okay. so he can become one of those guys that are highlighted on the defensive board come Monday morning. That we got to stop this guy to make this offense be, become stagnant. But as of right now, if we're talking about last year and going into this year, I would have to lean t- more towards being. A little bit above a Jag okay. because he he made some outstanding plays last year. But like I said, I I would be shocked if I went into one of those defensive meetings and they had Schultz, hey, you got to stop this guy. We don't stop this guy. Their, their offense is going to explode on this Church third down. you got to have, you have him on there because if you look at it, if you lost the tape last year of the game – you know, there was linebackers on him. There was, you know, random safeties here and there on him. There wasn't that specific lockdown guy on Schultz. And he took advantage of it. I'll give him that. He took advantage so of it.
4: So then he's not a difference maker right he's now? He's not. No. In my okay. opinion so, right so now, he's take, not a difference. Okay. So if you're taking that off the table, mm-hmm. that's what you're trying. And you're talking about franchise tag, long-term deal. You're paying difference makers. Exactly. We need to keep this player. I was surprised long-term. they tagged him, to be honest with you. I was surprised. I, I didn't have an issue with the tag. Now, okay, let's go with First off, let's put the numbers out here for okay. Schultz. Schultz. Played 17 games last year, uh, had 78 catches, uh, second on the team. C.D. Lamb led the team with 79 catches in in 16 games. Dalton Schultz tied Amari Cooper in terms of touchdown leaders, Mm -hmm. uh, the receiver position, um, eight.
5: Eight touchdowns. Okay,
4: so Schultz was there. He had 808 yards. Um, That's third on the team. C.D. Lamb had 1,000. Had basically 1,100 yards. Uh, Mari Cooper in 15 games had 865 yards. Schultz in uh, 17 games had 808 yards. So so we're talking about production from a tight end. They got production there. But let's be honest as well. When you start looking down the list of who you're trying to stop if you're a defensive coordinator – he wasn't in the top three of the Cowboys Not, you know, receiving or even when you add in the run game.
5: Mm-mm. And he wasn't. And then a lot, if you watch it, a lot of the times we were in the red zone, they were kind of a schemy plays. Like, oh, he's going to block, block, mm-hmm. release, or he's going to okay. cross the field and try to get a pick from somebody. It wasn't like how you look at Kelsey, how you look at those guys where they're like, all right, split them out there. I don't care who's on them. It could be the number one corner on them out there. We're going to do one-on-one, and I'm going to throw it up to my guy and, and see what he can do. I didn't see a lot of that from a Shows. Schultz. You know, I saw a lot of, you know, crossing. He got picked around right here and there, maybe a tight end screen. And he was able to make a couple guys miss and get in the end zone, which is still a good thing. But to me, if you're talking about paying a man top dollar, he's got to be dynamic enough to where you're going to be like, you know, I don't care who's on you on the outside. You're going to go out there and you're going to win your one-on-one battles. So, and I just didn't see that.
4: And, and so there's, therein lies... The, where, where's the agent? And we don't know yet, but yeah. where's the agent coming from and what is he looking for? What are the numbers? And what is what is the team saying, okay, this is what's going to work for us? That's the the, the challenge. But obviously right now by Schultz deciding, okay, I'm not going to come to OTAs this week. I'm frustrated. That's not he uncommon. He has all right too, because like, like you said, it's, it's, not un- all, it's voluntary. It's not, it's not uncommon. I mean, we saw Zach Martin do the it's same the exact thing. He didn't have exactly. His team. I mean, that's just something. something we've seen happen before. Uh, I have no issues with that. It's just about where, where is the right spot for the number. In Joku's number, we kind of look at that and just say, no, nah, no, that's not going to happen.
5: That's not, no. And I, was, um, I mean,
4: the Joku's dynamic, but they got a guy underneath him who's, who's uh, pretty good as well. So I was also surprised on that one. So let me give you a, a, a number within the division. Okay. Dallas Goddard of Philadelphia. Four years, $57 million. Which included a 10.2 million dollars signing bonus um, and 35 million dollars guarantee. <sighs> Average salary of 14.2 million dollars. Dallas Goddard is 27 years old, and this year he'll um, he's got a cap number uh, 4.2 mil. But I just look. I look at him, and I just say, he's a good player. He's, he's not a difference maker. Uh, yeah, I would say he's not. I mean, good player. So, are you prepared to give Schultz a four-year deal in the fifty-seven million dollar range, and giving him you know thirty-five or twenty million dollars? I mean, this, this, mm. this is where you're sitting at here, man. This is the number, and and you could say, Nui, this is the price of, of doing business right now for tight ends. Do you want to pay that? Uh, to me personally,
5: you know, if you look, if I'm the GM of the Cowboys, I'm in Will's position. I'm in you know Jerry's position. I just don't – I wouldn't do it. And the reason I say that is because I feel like you can find that in the draft. I, or or you can, you can find – you can get a one-year tight end to come in here and do what, he, what, what um, Dalton Schultz has been able to do. I mean, I, maybe if he was more – if he had a couple years back-to-back where he was putting up 800 yards and eight touchdowns and and we've seen it. But – This year is going to be a big barometer for him. If he's able to go out there once again and display the the ability that he was able to do last year, then maybe we come back to the table and we think about this. But, I, I got to see more than just one year, and he had so much talent around him in that one year, to where he was able to exploit the third or fifth, you know, option defensively to guard him. He was able yeah. to exploit that. So if he's able to come out here and do that, those numbers again this year with just basically CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup coming off ACL, and then you got a rookie, you know, Jalen Tolbert out there as well. A lot of the pressure will be on Schultz to go out there and do what he does. So if he's able to do that. Next year, I can see them maybe coming back to the table.
4: I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mark Andrews, going back to when he was at Oklahoma, uh, catching passes for Baker Mayfield. He's there, in Baltimore right mm-hmm. now, Pro Bowl type player. Uh, four years, fifty six million dollar contract he got with the Ravens, $38 million, uh, 37.5 million guaranteed. So if Schultz is looking for this kind of number, and this is where people like you know, Mark Andrews are at, mm-hmm. Mike, Gisecki, uh, Mike Mike Gisecki, but uh, Dallas Goddard are at, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be, that, that's that's I don't see them doing that based on just how look. They had issues paying Amari Cooper twenty million. Yeah, and here's yeah. a guy who's been a Pro Bowl player. Uh, I, I don't know how they're going to get to this. I don't either. with, with him uh, with Dalton Schultz. So I, I think this may, this guy just may be frustrated here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, four years, fifty seven million dollar uh, contract, twenty two million guaranteed. Sir,
5: all and, and in he that, signed
4: his a couple years ago.
5: Fifty some round. Is he? Is he? Is he that?
4: You know that.
5: That's the thing I can't. I can't kind of grasp my mind around because I look out there and I see what he's able to do on the football field, and I just see him as a. He'd have to prove it. To yes, you. he would have to go out
4: there and prove it again. Go, go. This, this is what the this is what the franchise tag is. If you asked Marcus Lawrence to play on it, well, twice tw- back to back. You had Dak Prescott play on it. Exactly.
5: Sorry, you, buddy. You gotta do it. <laughs> Sorry, I know you buddy. had a hell of a season last year, but we've, this is we, how the
4: game works. We've had man. guys who've made the Pro Bowl play. Exactly.
5: On this. Exactly. So you can't he, he you know he can't expect all right,
4: why am I not getting paid?
5: All these guys had to go through it. You can't expect to be different, especially when
4: those guys, like you mentioned, Pro Bowl players. All pro players still had to play on the tag. Guys who are in the premier positions in the league to get paid. I'm talking about DN, quarterback. I mean, this is <laughs> we ain't talking about tight end now. You know, this is just
5: Premium. So, it's so is right premium. Right, right there. Right yeah. if, there.
4: If Dak had to do it, if Tank had to do it, sorry, buddy. You got to do it. Sorry, buddy. It is what it is. It, it is, what is what it is. It is. So all now right. we're talking about Micah or something. That, that's a different
5: story. Because I mean, that guy has already proven to be one of the top defenders in the National Football League.
4: Speaking of Micah Parsons, uh, let's take a break here on, on the Players Lounge. We'll dive into Micah Parsons mm. and his uh, his thoughts on rookie Tyler Smith, and also his thoughts on Tank Lawrence. We'll get into up. that, and we'll remember. Um, what are the good Cowboy players one of the nah. good guys Marion Barber III who passed away last week
3: Barbarian weekend.
4: Barry Church New East Scruggs Players mm-hmm. Lines brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio
3: Back to the Players' Lounge. Youth Camps,
5: Youth Camps, Youth Camps. Registration is open for Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps Academy, presented by Invisalign. Don't miss the chance to learn from former Dallas Cowboys players and f- and current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Visit dallascowboys.com slash academy to learn more and secure your spot today. You know Danny McCrae is always talking about secure your spot because those things fill up fast. Get your spot now, man. Youth camps, youth camps, and more youth camps.
4: Did you go to youth camps, kid?
5: I didn't. Uh, my uh, parents did not have the funds to send me to the youth camps growing up, so I missed I'm, out on a lot of those opportunities. I'm right yeah,
4: I am right. I'm right there with you, man.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Never got to go. So it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty penny sometimes. It's a pretty penny. And, and uh, that's the thing today. Now now my kids go. They just think everybody does it.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 no.
4: Kid went off to camp today. Kid don't, you know, just thinking every day, yeah. You know, just thinking,
5: good. hey. Sign up and you good. Nah, nah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Those funds come a knocking. Players <laughs> Lounge brought to you by hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com. Uh radio. So Micah Parsons, who was sensational last year, unanimous rookie of the year. And Fantastic job by Dan Quinn in figuring out how to use him. So, Parsons, okay, so here's the thing I'm gonna say, I gotta stand up because I start talking about Michael Parsons. I get juice.
5: I mean, he, get, he gives you
4: that vibe. He gives you that
5: vibe. Man. I'm
4: not saying he is. Okay. Okay. But luckily in my career, I got to be around Junior Seau mm-hmm. when I was living in Southern California. Oh yeah. And you just talk about a guy who's got that juice, who's got that 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 swagger about. Mm-hmm. him. Micah Parsons has Junior seau like swagger. Mm. And out there on the field coming at you from different areas, just wants to be good and just he's got a lot of that. Mm. Not saying he is. Okay. But having been around Junior, yeah. you just say, man. I, I wish Junior was alive today because I would love to ask you, Junior. Do you see some of Micah Parsons in you?
5: That's huge, right there.
4: And, and I can see where you say that because this guy, like, you, for a guy that's
5: young, because I forget people, I think people get how young he is coming into this league. For him to have the mindset that he has, it, it's spectacular. He's not worried about none of the off-field and you know, all this, the money, this, the money that. You know, I'm a buy this, I'm a buy. He's not worried about none of that. All he wants to do is get on the field, whether it's practice or on Sundays, and be the best player on the field. And to me, to be that young and that dedicated to the game, I mean, he he has an extremely bright future.
4: Can I say this that I don't think we talk about enough? This dude didn't play the year before. Not at all. He didn't play football. He didn't Mm-mm. play college football. Mm. And the guy comes to the league and does this? At two different what, positions. What will he do now? Mm. You know, the first, cause having played Barry Church, the, you, the biggest jump in a player's career is from year one to year two. Yes, it is. Now your body knows what to do. You know what you to know do. You know what to expect. You you understand? All right, I need to get here and there, and then the coaches, the good coaches, have an understanding. Of, this is what the player can do, and this is the expectation where mm-hmm. he wants to be. If he stays healthy, oh
5: my goodness, sky's the limit, man. If he stays, because you know, and then I look at you know what D. Ware and those guys were able to do, and D. Ware, Hall of Fame caliber player, he is great off the edge. He got some of that D. Ware in him, but he can also stand up and be you know sideline to sideline linebacker. Combination of D wear Von Miller. It's 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 unprecedented, and he was able to do that as a rookie. And like it, knowing your playbook alone as a rookie is is an accomplishment in his own. But being able to learn two different positions and be that high level of a player as a rookie, not even playing the year before. In the National Football League, where I don't care what you say, the speed is different. I don't care if you play in the SEC, <laughs> or Big Ten; it don't matter. The speed is a hell of a lot different in the National Football League than it is in college. And for him to just jump on that from game one, I mean, it, it's remarkable what he's been able to do so far.
4: So, take Lawrence met with the media early on in OTAs the first week and said, "Hey, man, you know, a rookie showed me up, and I, uh, I'm healthy. I want to get. I need to get the sack, the sack uh, number back. Meaning." leading the team in sacks. Mm-hmm. So Micah Parsons was asked about what Tank Lawrence had to say, and here is what Micah Parsons told the media.
0: I want D-Law to step up. I want him to be who he is. Um, I'm not taking that away from him, but I'm sorry him he's never getting that back. Everyone <laughs> is like, you know, he... He's going. He got to enjoy it. He. I want him to get all the enjoyment that he possibly can. Feed his head so he could be a 10 sack guy. Great, but if 10's the number, I'm going for 20. You know, um, you just gotta just go out there and compete, and it's just gonna be a race to the quarterback. You know, like it or not. So, uh, I'm excited.
4: Hey, pops. I appreciate what you've done before mm. you got here. It's really good, and I have a lot of respect for it. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the captain.
5: <laughs> look at me. Look at <laughs> me. Look at, I, I am look. the captain now.
4: I mean, it's <laughs> my record now. You could be number two. Or, or what Larry Bird said the three point contest. All right, who's coming in second?
5: Because I'm here. Because
4: I, I mean, that, and look, the guy's been backing it up.
5: Like, he he has a lot of bravado and he likes to talk, but the guy's been out there backing it up. And <laughs> when you put up numbers like he has, it's going to be a race to the quarterback. And he, like he said, you know, if, if D Law wants to be a 10 sack guy, I'm going to be a 20 sack guy. He's never getting that back. But to me, it's like, when, when the last time did D Law led this team in sacks? I, I
4: don't know, but I just felt like we very, had Quinn know, for exactly, a little you know, bit. I, 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 I want you to step up.
5: <laughs> That's that—that that was the part that had me like, "Help Feel free
4: to help me out." That was a little jab. A little bit. <laughs> step up, man. But, he's, but was he lying? Did he lie? Thank nah, you. I don't no, think he's lying. I detected no lies. Mm-mm. I mean, look, let's be honest. Okay, you know I've been on this one for a minute. Tank Lawrence, since of money, has not put up the numbers. You're, right. You're and, right. And you can talk about, oh, pro football focus and rushing. and uh, Stopping the run. No, no, no. You got paid to get to the quarterback. That's what you get paid for. I don't care what the pass rush, win rate is, all this <laughs> I stuff. I hate those stats. That people that. throw out there, where you were against the run. No. Um, you got paid to get to the quarterback just as – Trayvon Diggs is going to ask for a monster contract because he takes the ball away. He takes the ball away. That is that that is what they do in the National Football League. It's where you base the contracts off of. If I'm the agent, I'm like, look how many quarterback sacks he had. Getting to the quarterback is what matters. That's all that matters. That's what that's what you're paying defensive players to do. The best ones can you either sack the quarterback or intercept the quarterback? Those. That's why they're making the most money on exactly.
5: Defense. And I can see if this was 1990 where they ran the ball a hundred times and this guy was great against the run. But we're in 2022 right now, and we all know that the past, it's a pass-happy league. I mean, 11 personnel has dominated the the more ports of every, each and every offense out there. Everybody's in 11 personnel to start out with. So what matters most is not stopping the run. It's getting after these quarterbacks. And the law
4: like like, like my man Parsons said, you got to step it up. I'll even go and say this. What's impressive about Parsons getting 13 sacks as a rookie, and anyone who can get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. like an Aaron Donald, Mm-hmm. You have more of these quick passing games, three-step mm. drops. So guys know, all right, I can't hold this ball longer too long because here comes Donald. This is here true. Here come, here comes Parsons. They they know it's coming. So you gotta go ahead and get rid of this thing quick. They 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 have an understanding of what they gotta do. Look, look Justin Herbert is one of the special quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. He was getting to him and they knew, all right. But we got We got to cut, cut down. And so, if Justin is not taking a five, – I mean, if he's taking a five-step drop, that he's going to have the opportunity to take that cannon arm oh, yeah. he's got and throw, down, throw it down the field. Yeah, that's what you don't Williams want, and, right? Hit a Keenan Allen. But when you've got, you got Mike out there, you now. Instead of five, you may have to cut it to three. Or if you take the five, understand it could be you you could get got.
5: and And that's and that to me is what marks a great defensive player. When offenses have to change their whole mentality or their whole approach to the game, man, we want to attack this defense deep. We want to be able to attack their secondary. But man, that guy off the edge, he's not gonna give us a, an opportunity to. So we gotta switch it up. We gotta go to bubble screens. We gotta go to play action and get three step drops and get the ball out quick. Because when you got a superstar, when you got a guy like Micah Parsons on the outside, you can't have the can't hold the ball that long. And to me, that that's what marks a great player. When the offense has to switch up their whole mentality in order to stay away from one defensive player, and Michael Parsons has been that so far.
4: And we have seen the last couple seasons when Tank Lawrence has been healthy, he has been able to make a difference. Mm-hmm. The problem yes. is, he Health. has not been a hundred percent healthy, and that's part of the game. And so right now we're talking about an off season where where there's no issues, but they need him. Yeah, they need him. Quinn em. needs him. Mike McCarthy needs him. If this team has any desires to go where they want to go, there cannot be a Tank Lawrence missing six, seven, eight games because you if, just can't have if it. If
5: you have a Tank Lawrence in there that rotation of fresh guys being able to get after the quarterback, I mean, you're talking about a Basham, a Dante Fowler, a D-Law, Parsons coming up. They're able to rotate that and get fresh legs in there? I mean, that's going to be a huge difference maker as far as quarterbacks being able to hold the ball, because those guys are fresh coming off the line. Those offensive tackles, those guards and centers, they're going to be getting worn down as the game goes on, so hopefully we can have every each one of those guys on the D-line fresh and ready to roll, because if you add D-Law to that combination, it could be dangerous for the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Alright, so Micah Parsons his job is to get to the quarterback, and that means also um offensive linemen have to be aware of him too because he's so quick as he's shooting these oh, gaps yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Uh Micah Parsons had this to say about the Cowboys first round draft pick out of Tulsa, Tyler Smith. Tickle
0: I think Tyler's gonna be a really good player. I know um to some people it probably wouldn't be what they expected, but I think, man, we're all really excited about him. And I think uh He's a strong kid. He gets his hands on you. I don't see too many people getting away when he got the best of a lot of guys here in practice so far. Really made a great impression. Um, I'm excited to see a step forward. It seems like he knows exactly the type of player he wants to be and what steps he's got to take. And I think he got the best tackle in the game to look from. You know, he got Tyron Smith in front. He still got Zach trying to learn the guard position and tackle, whatever he's learned. I think he got some true Hall of Fame guys to learn from. And I think he's stepping into the right shoes and showing. Exactly what we wanted to see, you know. He got some of the big guys and he was like, "Oh man, he he got some strong hands." So, uh I'm really excited about him.
5: That that's a that's a great comparison right there because that's all we said about Tyron Smith when he came into the league. Man, that dude has some strong hands. And when he gets his hands on you, it didn't matter who it was. They were locked up. So, that's one of the, that's a great compliment right there and that he's got that strength to be able to hold up these guys on the interior and on the outside. And like he said, I mean, he has two of the best offensive linemen in the game to learn from. Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. When he's talking about guard or whether you're talking about tackle. So for him to get that praise this early, it's great. And I know we're just in shorts and, 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 uh, and jerseys. I know we're just in that. But to me, I feel like that would be harder for an offensive lineman to block when you're just in shorts and pads. These guys can do wiggling around and do all their speed, but when you have pads on, you got more surface area to get your hands on. So for him to be out there doing what he's doing in OTAs right now, I think that's impressive. I would love to see when he gets the pads on because I want to see that nasty. Sure. I want to see driving into the ground, sure. just, you know, Williams type stuff. So that's what I want to see going when we get the pads on. But early on in this OTAs, it's great to hear that he's been able to pick things up and get his hands on guys.
4: I think when you have an opportunity to talk to Tyler Smith, you're really going to like his mentality. Mm-hmm. And what you talked about with Micah in terms of, hey, I want to be good, I want to learn my craft, that's Tyler Smith. Oh, right so mentality. The, the teaching and how he is able to absorb the teaching and play is going to be something to look at. I still would tell people he's a project player.
5: Yeah, yeah, you know, he's true. still
4: a project player. I mean Micah Parsons played at Penn State and played at a high level as an all American. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's fair to try hey because he's a first round pick, he's gonna he's not going to be that player. It's gonna take him some time. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, if he was, he would have been drafted higher. He
5: would have been one of the yeah. This okay, is so true. he
4: had the holding penalties in, in the American conference at Tulsa. So mm-hmm. there's going to be things he has to work on. The the people who drafted him have said we understand it's a process. Okay. Terrence Steele. To me, that is really a barometer that they should look at. The you know, in a perfect world, he could be a better Terrence Steele. Okay, and that's good because I mean, Terrence we, Steele turned out to be a really good football did. player. He two huge years jump. in his career,
5: yeah. he made a huge jump.
4: And and so, unlike Terrence, he doesn't. He's got OTAs. He's got you know. He's got to, he's got a he's going to have some teaching before he gets to training camp yes. because of COVID. T Steele didn't, he didn't have, have that.
5: that. No, he didn't. So, and then
4: there was also the virtual learning they had to do during the year. So. Tyler Smith is going to be able to be in a different position, but I would just caution people to just say, hey, "Look, there is still going to be a learning curve for this young man."
5: I, and, it, and it's going to be, I think, for the first maybe three picks. I mean, I know uh, Sam Williams, a defensive end at Ole Miss, he was all pro or all conference player out there in all the that,
4: SEC, first team, yes,
5: first team, all that, and he can get after the quarterback. Um, but it's definitely going to be a learning curve for him. And then Jalen Tolbert as well, coming out of what, southern Alabama. I want to see Jack how
4: Alabama, huh?
5: how he translates his game from that small kind of college conference to the NFL. I mean, we've seen it done before. We've seen guys come from small schools and have great NFL careers. But I'm interested to see how he translates because I think he'll be thrown into the fire Maybe even before Sam Williams and um T Smith.
4: He could have an opportunity. Yeah. And that's what training camp is gonna be about a lot of these guys. How much how much can they take from OTAs and this mandatory mini camp in, in a training camp? That's something you've gone through yourself. And
5: it's and what's gonna be huge is that that month break time. I think they get like a month off between the last mini camp and the beginning of training camp. To me, that's gonna be huge for these rookies. How are you gonna approach it? How are you gonna attack it? Are you gonna be, you know, in the playbook? Are you gonna be working on your craft? Are you gonna have like a veteran presence in there okay. teaching you the game? Because what you don't wanna do is let all this OTAs and minicamp kind of go to the waist at all. I'm on my break time. I can finally relax No, because you're not there yet. You're not there yet. You're not that vet status yet. So you got to make sure you attack the game plan, attack the playbook and make sure when you get into camp, you're in the best shape of your life. And you know the playbook like the back of your hand, because you're going to get tried and tested as soon as uh, camp starts. So, I'm interested to see how these young rookies attack this little break they have.
4: All right, Barry Church, when we come back, uh, let's hear from Cowboys running back's coach Skip Pete mm. on the late Marion Barber III, his remembrances of him, and also we'll talk about the current running back, Ezekiel Elliott. How's he feeling now since the injury? We'll hear from Zeke next. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
6: It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Free shipping. At Smoothie
1: King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
2: Brace yourself for an existential question.
3: Back Back. to the players' lounge.
7: A guy that I'm going to truly miss. Had opportunity to coach him for several years. Unbelievable person. I mean, the guy showed up every day, had a smile on his face, came to work. If I could show anybody a model. And a role to develop a running back to play in this league it would be definitely marion i mean the guy came to work every day practiced hard every day did a great job in the meetings every day he was a little bit like uh obviously his name barbarian as a player very physical very physical player as a runner as a protector and had the ability to run routes out of the backfield very unique in that way but i think the thing that maybe a lot of you really don't know about him is that he was an unbelievable person give the shirt off his back, invite people over his house, cook dinner for him. Um, He would stop by my home, play with my kids when they were young and um, very personable in that way. I mean, he was very shy when he got to doing what I'm doing right now, but 101 was very, very entertaining to talk to. Hadn't really spoke to him in recent years um, besides when I just first got back. The man I'm going to remember is the guy I coached, um, how he came in this building every single day what he meant to his friends and what he meant to me, the guys he played with, and the determination to try to make everyone a little bit better person.
4: That's Skip Beat, Cowboys running back coach on Mary Barber III. MB3 passed away last week right here in uh, the city of Frisco where the Cowboys headquarters is located. The star found uh, unresponsive at his apartment complex. So um, we'll, we'll get more details, obviously, as a corner, releases a report. Barry, you played yeah. with Mary Barber Barbara III.
5: And it's, uh, it's extremely sad news, but everything Skip P. said is 100% true about this man. Um, yeah, I played with him my rookie year, and when I came in, this is the guy that, he like he said, like Skip P., I don't know about smile on his face every time, but this man came to work every single day. It didn't matter if we were in shorts and and jerseys or if we were in shoulder pads and we were hitting in two-a-days. This guy had the same mentality. You want to talk about physical. I've had the opportunity to to go head-to-head with Adrian Peterson, you know, Marshawn Lynch, and Marion, the barbarian. And I would say he is up there with those three guys when you talk about physical runners. It would take more than one guy to bring this guy down. And, I, and I'm not talking about just you know a DB tackling this guy. I've seen him go against guys like Igor Olshinsky, who was one of the oh, yeah. biggest, strongest men I've ever seen in my life. And he's been able to run through guys like that. I mean this guy, you saw the 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 famous 2-yard run this guy had? I mean he was throwing guys off left and right against the Patriots. He only got 2 yards, but it was one of the most physical, dominating 2-yard runs you've ever seen in your life. And he had that type of approach to each and every day. And when you talk about giving the clothes off your back to somebody, this man was one of the most kind, even though he had that name, Barbarian, he was one of the most kind individuals I've ever seen. When you got him one-on-one, he was shy, like Skip P. said, in in a group setting. But when you got him one-on-one, he would open up to you. He would talk to you about anything and break the game down to you to where you can understand it and have a better career off of it. This guy, I mean— he he was a, a, a professional, just through and through, and it's just sad news that he's been gone at such a young age. Because I think he was what thirty eight, and I mean that's that's extremely young to pass away. But I mean the the impact this guy left in our locker room back there was amazing. I mean he's he's one of the strongest runners and strongest people um, that I ever had a, had a chance to be a teammate with, and it's it's sad to hear. And the condolences goes out to his family. But this guy, I mean, when you talk about Bringing it each and every day. I mean, that dude brought it each and every day. And sad to hear him passing, but man, that was he was he was a hell of a player and a hell of a teammate and hell of a person.
4: So Friday's his birthday.
5: Would have been thirty nine. Thirty nine. Such as such, so young,
4: man. I, I, I remember when he came. I remember I was here when they when they drafted him and uh, fourth rounder out of Minnesota. His teammate, Lawrence Maroney, was taken in the first round by the yeah, Patriots. The
5: Patriots, yeah.
4: And he – they split time at Minnesota and mm-hmm. I think had – Marion been the lead ball carrier. No way he lasts until the fourth round. No, no. But when they had Marion Barber and Julius Jones together, Bill Parcells had a nice he had a nice run game mm-hmm. going. And obviously Julius did not uh, fulfill the thoughts that so many people thought that that his career could be. Mm-hmm. But Barber ended up with a Pro Bowl, uh, having a Pro Bowl year, and just was a reliable guy when he played. And uh, I'll miss him. I remembered we did a podcast here recently. Couple years, maybe it was right before the pandemic, okay. and, and I saw him out here at the star. We just, we just, you know, smiled and just had a quick little chat mm-hmm. with each other, and it was just nice to see him. And he lost a lot of
5: weight.
4: Yeah, basically, Man. and Barry, you know this because you you, you play. Um, Bill Romanowski once told me he said, "Guys either get fit." The one of the
5: two. It's, it's it's that's it. it. There's no in between. You either you're either gonna blow up or you're gonna get real fit. It's it's just one of the two.
4: And he lost that weight that he didn't have to have to play mm-hmm. that that bruising style. So he had lost that weight um that that he had there. So uh Mary Barber, rest peace. So many of us who were around you appreciated you. Without a doubt. Appreciated you. And that's um you know that that's something you'd like to I think when we all get called yeah. home, we'd mm-hmm. like people to say the kind things about us that, that Marion Barber yeah. has had said about him. Speaking of the current bruising running back for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, that is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, now we know, okay, he wasn't 100% last year. He mm-hmm. was playing. He said he was fine. He lied to us. Uh, not the first time players have yeah. lied about injuries. You know that, Barry. Mm-hmm. Guys don't first. want, which I personally don't understand. Why don't you, I mean, I'm hurt, I'm hurt.
5: Yeah, I'll just with his situation. PCL, folks. That's he, what I mean. exactly. How come guys don't just go tell it? If I was in his situation, I would. Because it ain't like he ain't going to get Wally pipped. So it ain't like he's got to, oh, man, I got to you know, I gotta make sure I'm out there for my job. You know, they, they gave you the bag. So I'm not so sure why he didn't just go out there and say, I mentioned, man, I need a little bit of rest. But I guess, you know, he's being there for his teammates. And, you know, I guess he felt that him being on the field gave our team or gave the Dallas Cowboys the best opportunity to win. So maybe that's why he didn't. But to me. I already got the bag. I'm, hey, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. You know, I can't, I can't go out there and, and perform to the best of my ability. So why not tell a Jim Mire, Jim Mower, or a Britt Brown what the deal is? Well, they, but...
4: they, they knew he just wanted to keep playing. Oh, he just well, wanted yeah. to keep playing. I talked to someone on the in the organization. Who said, "Hey, we tried to. He did not want. To. He did not want to miss time. He wanted to play." And I just come back and I think, I'm like, oh, who's in
5: charge? Because when you go out there and play, it's like now everybody's looking at you, oh, he done lost a step or he doesn't have it anymore. You know, it's, once you're on that field, it's like, oh, injuries go aside. People don't people don't see those injuries. They just look yeah. at your production.
4: I see it when you when you're in that, okay, hey, we're in this hole where we gotta do this to make the playoffs and mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs. But you know, this has happened before. It's happened earlier in the year, man. Take three weeks, take a month off, take it t- off. Get get help your team by getting yourself right. Especially when you had, we had to lead in the
5: division by such a margin. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to rest yourself and get ready for when it really matters. And we saw that he, you know, he didn't do that. He was able to play, which, hey, that warrior mentality.
4: Hey, 70% of them got 1,000 yards.
5: Yeah.
4: But what would 95% Maybe. Get, maybe? You know, where, where could it have helped the Cowboys out? Uh, here's Ezekiel Elliott uh, at OTAs talking about the injury and how he's feeling right now.
0: You know, I feel good. Uh, Say i say I'm, I'm healthy, you know, after last year. Um, you know, it took me maybe, you know, a month or two to, you know, get the feeling uh, 100%. But i say at this point, obviously, you know, I'm feeling good and I'm ready to go.
4: This is the last year of his guaranteed money. Yeah. So this is a major season for Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of pressure. To, to really... I, I struggle to say get back to where he was. I don't think, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Correct. I, I mean, know. this is the, the, the body as a running back. I've, I've been told by many people, including running backs, you only have so many hits in you. Yeah, and
5: if you go by history, I think there's only been one back. To and I'm talking about Adrian Peters, and when he tore his ACL and then came back to rest for 2,000, that was able to do that. If you go through history, once that decline starts, maybe it's not steep. Maybe it's you know here and there, just you know a little bit less yards here and there. We rarely see a guy come back up to where he was at his peak, and you know that's what, and
4: he was one of the best when he was at his peak. And I also say that because what we talked about earlier in the show. It was a run-based offense. Yes, it was. Under Jason Garrett. Yes, it was. It's not a run-based offense anymore. Mm -mm. And Tony Pollard's going into his last year, and they're trying to figure out ways to get Tony Pollard touches as well. So I I just don't expect to see... Ezekiel Elliott leading the league in rushing. I, I don't expect that that we're going to see that guy that we saw with a high volume, putting up big total rushing numbers that we saw the first couple of years. But can you still see a guy who can be a difference maker and make a difference that coordinators say, okay, look, we got to make sure we know where twenty one is. I do. I do believe that is still that is still something that's there.
5: And I'm okay. with you on that one as well. I think he can. He can still. Get the respect of the defense as to where they got to stack the box and make sure they slow him down first before anything with this offense. Let me ask you this, though. Would, do you think the Cowboys will give more – uh, I want to say more touches, but uh, want to get a better look at Tony Pollard before they let, let, they let him in free agency? You know, I, I want to see – I would think they would want to figure out what they have in Tony Pollard before they just let him hit free agency like that. Do you think that is a that could, that could happen this year as far as the touches
4: are concerned? Okay, with, with, his, with Amari Cooper gone – and seeing the ability of what Tony Pollard can do, I don't see how they don't. Yeah, they got to. And you, you have to maximize your weapons. Yeah,
5: but you don't want to let him go out there and then, and then you realize you lost a, an explosive back out there. So I can see them getting more touches for him involved, which will eat into Ezekiel Elliott's.
4: And at the same time, knowing that Ezekiel Elliott's going to have. You know, they're 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 going to have to make a decision about Ezekiel Elliott his money. Exactly. Whether you decide to make a cut of the player or you decide to do almost what you did with the, in term basically what they did with Tank Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They're at that point in time, either you cut him and, and try and eat some money over the next two years, or you come up with a contract that reduces the number drastically. Yeah, basically and and, and you going. keep the player longer, and mm-hmm. that's what they did with Tank. So they are going to have to come to that decision with Ezekiel. They, the way some of these contracts have been set for star players, it's going to keep coming into this position of, all right, what do we do? Yeah. So as you look at Amari Cooper, as you look at, at DeMarcus Lawrence, as you look, Ty- Tyron Smith, the left tackle, is going to be in that same position coming into next year as well. Okay, what do we what do we decide to do here? Yeah. Because we have a player in the contract. You saw what they did with Lyle Collins. Exactly. This yeah. is the nature of football. And by the way, it's not the Cowboys; it's pretty much every team, Everywhere. in the league that is giving out some big contracts. What did the Kansas City Chiefs say? Hey, you know what, Tyree kill? No, we're not gonna. We're gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. You, 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 want, you want that kind of bag? We'll move on. We, we've paid Kelsey. We've paid Mahomes. We can't pay you.
5: Yeah, and then you got as a player, you got to realize. Okay, that's where I'm at in the pecking order. So make moves necessary, but it's gonna be a huge year. A lot of pressure on a lot, a lot of players of and, cur- and coaches in this uh, organization.
4: And if you're if. In some ways, if you're Jerry Jones, this is good. Yeah, You're, you're going to have some guys that have to have a reason to, to go next level. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. I mean, C.D. Lamb. He's you know he's gonna want to be that number one guy. Tyron Smith, your center yeah. Tyler Biotis. There's a lot of guys lot who of need guys. to perform, and that's not a bad thing either. Not at all, we seen what it did for the defense when there was competition, when guys needed the ball out.
5: We saw they got they rose to another level, and that that defense shone out. So hopefully that same thing can happen on the offensive yeah, side. Yeah, of man, Tristan
4: Hill. Tristan, he got he got a ball. The young Gator, the enforcer. He got a ball. You can try to make this team exactly. A (laughs) defensive tackle trying to make this team here so it's gonna be a huge training camp for him i'm I'm looking forward to getting out there Uh, i'm gonna leave the 24th to get on out to california for training camp and and it's gonna gonna start up on the 25th so i'm gonna be looking forward to seeing exactly what they do it's a lot of pressure on a whole lot of people from coaches to players and like you said that's a good thing that's a good thing in my opinion competition breeds the best iron
5: sharpens iron so hopefully those guys can go out there and say you know what i'm gonna have the best year of my career and hopefully, as a team, they have the best years of their career.
4: Careers, money—it all depends on it. Here, some, some they look as we know every year, and you, 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 you experience it as a player. Everybody didn't come back, man.
5: Mm-mm. Everybody, Everybody don't.
4: <laughs> That's the thing. Think Nature to the of the,
5: enough, to be. To the right couple folks ain't going to be here. Nope. Locker room will be different. That's what they always say. Each and every year, the locker room is going to change. Whether it's a big dog leaving or it's, you know a couple guys on the bottom of the roster, that locker room will change.
4: Barry Church, good stuff. Yes, indeed. Um, you out next week? I'm out next week. And so we'll convene. Do we have another one out there? No, we're, we're going to be off. Mm-hmm. We'll be off when, once once the mini camp ends, mini camp yeah. weekends, then we're, we'll be off in training camp. Is Man, when, we'll, uh, so the next time we'll the three of us will be, we'll be get, together. Get Danny McCray back. We'll we'll uh, we'll be out of training camp. Or at least I'll be training. Yeah, you'll camp be at training out there, camp. So, yes, indeed. And uh, we'll uh, we'll basically do what we did last year. I'll give you reports about what I got.
5: Yes, indeed. We'll, we'll be listening. And we'll be listening.
4: You know, I'll I'll, I'll lean on tank uh, not tank, but I'll lean on uh, Nate Newton.
5: Big King. Nate, make sure he gets you right with those dudes in the trenches. Yeah, right. That's it. I
4: will watch. Little <laughs> that was my thing. I would go find Nate Newton and watch practice. Because you broke to us
5: early how Terrence Steele was looking out there, and the next thing we know, he didn't took off. So. At some point,
4: so I just be smart enough to know who who do you need to go around. You know, so him, uh, Derek Eagleton, Nick Eatman, you know, you know, different guys.
5: Hellman. Who, you
4: know, yep. right? When I'll go and i watch and talk with them at camp, and, and uh, Brad Sham, Christy Scales, Babe LaFleur. So there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. and even when folks come out, like a Bucky Brooks from NFL Network comes out, or Willie McGinnis will come out, I'll go find them. As we're watching practice. Let me tell me what you see. Okay. And I'll be listening on the other line. You know, because I'm seeing things, but, you know, I like to see what other people who I respect in this game who follow football, About what they're out. seeing as well. So, same thing with the coaches. So, man, I'm looking forward to it, brother.
5: Real quick, real quick. Yeah. I know we got, we got to leave here, but real quick. When did <laughs> the undrafted free agents start getting a bag to come to... What? The, the, your boy, the Marquise Bell got 200 grand to come out here for minicamp. All these undrafted guys getting six, six figures to come. In. Man... Whew, I got I came here for 10K. They gave me hey, you want this 10K in a mini camp invite? Sure, I'll take it. I think Drew Pearson got five
4: hundred dollars. I mean, wow. What is that? <laughs> Fifteen or five hundred dollars. All so. times have changed. Right, I mean, you got ten grand. I mean, that's what Romo got. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got the Romo
5: number. So I, the, I mean, yeah. hey, this
4: dude was a quarterback. I guess the money just keep going up. Dang. So Whew, so two hundred K. Um, one, good agent. That's true. So. Man, that's first thing Bell has is a good agent. You got a heck of an agent. Uh, I'd say this: if I'm in the safety room, I would be very, I would be very cognizant of what that young man made.
5: Oh, you knew I would have known. I'd have be been like, oh, are he getting two hundred?
4: Oh, okay. Yes, okay. He will, he will be. He will be in some packages. Yes, he will. <laughs> he will have dime, dime packages. He will have opportunities. <laughs> he will. He- He's going to have to cut himself because yeah. they're trying to keep him on. Even doubt. if it's in a practice situation, they're going to do what they can. When they give you that kind of money, they have a plan for you. Yes, sir. And and I asked, I, speaking about, I asked Dan Quinn about it in, in, in the group setting, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, look, I, I see him as a linebacker, and so he's mm-hmm. got a type of vision that he's looking for for Bell." So. It just sounds more and more like Dan was up there like, Yeah, I think I can do something with this guy, Camp Chancellor, dot da da, yeah, kind of thing. And they just true. like and they just said, Okay, if you can see the vision and based off what he did with Michael Parsons last year, all right. You want Sam Williams, you worked him out here. And he says, Yeah, I'd like to work with that player. Okay, fine. Yeah. He's proven to be able to get the best out of his players. So And, and that and that's gonna be a very interesting thing about um Dan Quinn and his role depending on whatever happens here for 2023, because you're putting a lot of that on him. Yeah. Because if you're putting all this on him, then then you may want to try to continue that consistency because his vision may not be the next person's vision. This is true. Jordan Lewis can tell you that. This is true. About guys' visions and and, and what what happens in your career with it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. hey, man, fun stuff as always, man, Church. All right, uh, Chris Bean, we appreciate you jazz. Uh, Will, everybody's been a part of uh, Players Lounge, and uh, my man, McCray, Uh, he was trying, but, you know, it happens. It happens. It It happens. happens. Perfect
5: attendance is no more.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We'll chat with you down the road right here on DallasCowboys.com radio.